Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. Okay, if you would open up to Philippians chapter 3, and let's begin reading in verse 12 of Philippians chapter 3. In fact, uh, verse 11. In fact, verse 10. <laughs> it's so good. The whole portion is good. You don't want to leave anything out. Paul says these words in verse 10, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I already attain, either already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. And then in verse 13 he says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I pressed toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says in verse 15, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, or as many Christians that are Christians, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we come before you this morning, this precious Sunday morning, in the precious name of your son, Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that you continue to move by the power of your Holy Spirit as we approach your table, that we may acknowledge you. And also throughout this coming year, that we may focus our attention upon you, that you may be Lord of our lives, you will guide us and lead us, and we could be the people that you want us to be. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, this morning, we're going to be partaking of communion. We're coming around the table. We're going to be gathering around the table of the Lord. So it's not going to be a lengthy message. It's going to be a long message, but it's going to be very short, and then we're going to be partaking of communion this morning. But even before I begin, let me mention this, that Friday night we had a Holy Ghost time. And I want to encourage those of you that have not been making it out on Friday night, be here on Friday night. Purpose within your heart this morning that on Friday night you're going to be here. You know what I've done? I've told all the pastors of the Victory Outreach, and usually the reason why on other times on Friday nights I, weren't, I wasn't able to make it and be in our services is because I was attending to all of the business of the Victory Outreach ministry and ministering in the different churches of Victory Outreach where they wanted me to go and be. But I've told each and every pastor, I told them, on Fridays, I'm not going to be out. I'm going to be in our home church. I believe God wants to do something great and mighty in the mother church on Friday nights. 
And this past Friday, it was beautiful. It's going to be a prayer gathering that we're having on Fridays. Prayer gathering. And to see between six and 700 people this past Friday come to the prayer gathering, it was powerful. Again, this coming Friday, we all have all our ministers are going to be here, and, and we're going to be pressing in and just getting a hold of God. And, and, the, and the way that we run it, there's no telling what's going to happen. So again, this coming Friday, we're going to be in our prayer gathering. I encourage you to come on out. Don't miss out. That's going to be the time of power, the hour of power right here on Friday night prayer gathering. So I encourage you to be here this coming Friday, and we're going to be joining together in prayer. And, and this Friday is all week of prayer, so not only Friday, but also Tuesday. We're changing the locations of the Home Bible Fellowships. We're having them here for the prayer gathering, prayer meeting that we're going to be having all week, this coming week of prayer. So I encourage you to come on out. Amen? If you know somebody hasn't come out, say, where you been, man? Come on, you get out here to the prayer gatherings. Call them up on the phone and let them know to be here to the prayer gatherings. Amen? Praise the Lord. This morning, I just want to take these scriptures. It's uh, beautiful scriptures that, that deal with spiritual progress. And we find some principles here in the verses that I've just read that have to deal with spiritual progress. If there was anyone that wanted to progress spiritually, it was the Apostle Paul. He's a man that wasn't satisfied. He wanted to grow. He didn't want to hinder his growth or stifle his growth, but he wanted to maximize the growth, the spiritual growth within his life. And this is the desire that each and every one of us should have for this year of 1989, that we may grow spiritually. You may have made different New Year's resolutions, but I hope the desire that each and every one of you have this morning is to say, I want to grow spiritually. and I want my spiritual life to flourish. And there are three points that the Apostle Paul brings out. Paul points out at least three conditions, three conditions that are necessary for spiritual growth. And the first one is he brings out that there's a, a definite spiritual purpose in his life. He recognized that. He recognized that God had a plan for him. And there was a definite spiritual purpose why God saved him and why God raised him up. I think we have to look at it like that in our own lives and, and recognize. See what Paul says? He says, one thing I do. He's not saying I do a whole lot of things, but one thing I do. And he says, I press on towards the goal. You notice that? towards the goal. He had a goal. I pressed towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So one thing I do, and he says, I count not myself to have apprehended everything, but I want to apprehend that for which I was apprehended. I want the will of God. One thing that I'm going to do, he's saying, I want the will of God to be a reality in my life. I want to align myself to the perfect will of God. 
And you know that there is peace. All of the benefits of Christianity, all of the promises that we find that are in God's Word that are for the Christian are all conditional. Everything is conditional to us aligning our will with the perfect and divine will of God. See, Jesus says, you will have this, and I will give you this, and you will experience this. If you align yourself and come to that place of full and total surrender to the divine plan of God and the will of God for your life. See, God has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for me. He has a desire for us. He has a divine plan for us. And in 1989, if we want to experience all the beautiful benefits that we find in God's Word, His peace, the happiness, the joy that the Word of God speaks about, then we need to come and we need to surrender, not to what we want to do, but what He wants us to do. I believe the key word is obedience. Just like you tell your children, be obedient. God is telling you this morning, be obedient. Be obedient. And listen to what I have to say and do what I'm telling you to do. So the Apostle Paul recognized, he says, I want to apprehend. He says, God got a hold of me, and I want to get a hold of what... I want to apprehend that for which he apprehended me. I want the purposes of God to be a reality in my life. And then the second point that he brings out, a second condition in experiencing the blessings of God, he, he says this, forgetting the things which are behind. You notice that? He says over here, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended everything. There's still room for growth. But this one thing I do. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So he's saying, I'm not going to live on the mistakes or the blessings of yesterday. Now, when we look at 1988, there are some things we want to forget about. So the Apostle Paul is saying, I can't dwell on yesterday. Yesterday... I made a whole lot of mistakes. I made a whole lot of mistakes. I made a whole lot of blunders. I, I had a, a whole lot of failures in my life. I'm not going to live on the experiences of yesterday and especially dwell not on the negative things as my failures. You know, the enemy would want you to dwell on that and tell you you're no good and have a low self-esteem of yourself. This is why they self-esteem class that we have in, in, in our school of ministry and also we have here in, uh, in, on our Sunday, Sunday classes, man, that, we have a, a large enrollment. And there was two guys that came up to us, and two brothers that came up and said, you know, we need a self-esteem self class. And I said, we do? And they said, yeah, we've had this problem, and if we've had this problem, we talked around to a number of people, and there's a whole lot of people that have that problem. And I said, really? I said, well, go ahead and find out if you get people that, that would want to be part of that class, and we'll have the class. They went out, and they had all kinds of people, and the class has become a success. Because the, the enemy is always trying for us to dwell on the mistakes of yesterday. You see, he, he depresses us. He wants to depress you 
in 1989 if you dwell on the mistakes and the failures of yesterday. So the Apostle Paul recognized that he couldn't afford that Why he had Christians killed. Imagine him, the remorse and, and the nightmare constantly before him of how he killed the Christians in his past life. He couldn't afford to dwell on the mistakes of yesterday and the failures of yesterday. So he says, forgetting the things which are behind. Whatever happened behind, whatever happened yesterday, I can't do anything about, but I sure could do something about the future. And not only did he also didn't want to dwell on the mistakes of yesterday and the failures of yesterday, but even on the blessings as well. On the great spiritual exploits of yesterday, he says, I'm not going to lean on them and dwell upon them and, and rest upon them and rely upon them and always be living on the blessings of yesterday. I want fresh experiences today. The blessings of yesterday were not good enough for the Apostle Paul. And how many of us, you know how you can tell when you're living on the blessings of yesterday that all you talk about, you never talk about today. Whenever you talk about blessings, you talk about, oh, I remember years ago, always years ago, years ago, years ago, and nothing fresh today. God doesn't want you to live on the blessings of yesterday. God wants to give you fresh experiences today. This year of 1989 is the year of open doors that he's putting before you. A year of opportunity that he's given unto us so that we can take advantage of it. So don't be satisfied with the blessings of yesterday, but press on to what he has for us today. He has beautiful things and glorious things for us today. So the Apostle Paul says, forgetting the things which are behind, and I'm pressing forth to the things which are before. He says, there's greater things that God has for me. And you know, the Apostle Paul was old already. He was old. I mean, he had, had a lot of experiences. And he could have said, I'm going to sit back in my rocking chair and dwell on the experiences of you. He says, no, 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 no. He says, while I have breath, he says, there are new heights and new experiences and spiritual experiences and great spiritual exploits and moments of opportunity that God has for me. So he was pressing on to what God had for him. And we need to recognize that. And then last of all, it, it takes effort. You notice what word that he says? He says, uh, I press on. In verse 14, I press toward the mark. That word press means, it, it, it indicates effort. He's making an effort. It takes an effort from us. It takes disciplining ourselves if we are going to be in 1989 the person and the people that God wants us to be. He says, I press. Pressing means mm, that there's something that's going to try to hold him back. There's the resistance that he's experiencing, and that resistance is always the flesh. He says, I battle. You battle not against, you got, against flesh and blood only, but against principalities and powers. There's always something that tries to hold us back. But he says, I press on. 
Nothing's going to hold me back. I'm going to make an effort. I'm going to discipline myself to be that man that God wants me to be. So he says, I press on towards the mark of the price of the high calling of God. And he calls it a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we need to press on this morning and recognize that we need to make an effort. You need to make an effort to come here on Friday nights. You're just not going to say, well, Lord, carry me there. You got to plan it out. You're tired, come from work. The devil trying to make you all tired. And don't go. And you say, yes, I'm going to go. You come out on Friday nights. Come out on Sunday morning. Come out on Sunday nights. Tonight. In fact, come out tonight. See, we need to make an effort. So there's three things. What were they? First, Paul recognized a definite purpose. Secondly, he was independent of the past. And then thirdly, there was an effort was made. He says, I press on towards the goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Then he says, let us therefore, and this is what he says to us. Then he applies it, and he says, let us therefore, as many as are perfect. Let us therefore, all Christians, listen to what I say, he says. He says, be thus minded. Have the same mind that I have. So Paul is challenging us this morning that we could be that Christian that God wants us to be. And there's no better morning than to have communion than on this Sunday morning. We're going to have communion. We're going to come around the table of the Lord. I want you to stand with me this morning. I want those that are going to serve to come and take their place as we sing that chorus together at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my soul, my heart rolled away. Sing it together, everybody. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. Hallelujah. It was We pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God. To hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.